everybody, welcome to Reboot Leggers. This is a comedy podcast where we create illegal underground underperforming reboots. I hope not. I hope not too, but that's just the way that the my tongue rolled. It's a risky business. I'm Scott Owen. I'm Frank Sarah. Could you just hear my neck cracks? I couldn't. Maybe it'll come through in the recording for it our listeners. It looks like the recording waveform got a couple pips when I did it, so that's exciting. Let me let, let me let me let me let me get you some some. Ah. That was your get hands clapping. Good, that was clearly your get hands some clapping. Good, no, I was cracking my knuckles. <laughs> really? Those are your knuckles? Yeah, I have pretty loud knuckle cracks. It's I don't just, like to brag, but your knuckle cracks sound like flesh on flesh actions, slappings. Um, flesh in on a way they are because I I need I need. Well, I just cracked him, so I can't do it again. But. Did we say our names yet? Yes. Okay, I genuinely. Could Thank not you for remember. listening to uh, preparing for a kung fu fight ASMR. Oh dang! What other what other prep sounds are there besides knuckle cracks? That's good. What else? <laughs> now, now was that the prep That's or the actual fight? I think that was the Kung Fu. I'm sorry. I, I accidentally transitioned into part two of our series of Kung Fu ASMR. Part two is the, is the, is the actual exchange. I would have been very uh, curious what kind of what kind of prep sound that would have been. Just like a quick, quick dump. So- <laughs> uh, so this week, I'm, we're going to, we, hang on. I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah, take a second. I yeah, I was waiting for like the I was waiting for like the smooth intro. I'm just taking a second. <laughs> yeah. I I love books, Scott. Do you, do you like books? <laughs> I do love books. You know who else loves books? Dogs. Dogs love books. Well, dog loves Scott. books. Dog loves books. Dog loves books. And we're not talking about Dog the Bounty Hunter. We're talking Dog with Dog the Wishbone. P- uh, P- the PBS show Wishbone. And it is a dog who reads, and every episode... Smartest dog I've ever known. He's owned by a small boy who I remember thinking was much older when I watched this show as a kid, and then I watched it as an adult, and I was like, oh, this boy is very small. His name, The boy's name is Joe. He owns the dog Wishbone. Joe and his friends often have troubles in their life, and Wishbone always has a story from classic literature that fits perfectly as an analogy because he's a very well-read dog smart dog smart dog let me just give there's there's smart dog they have cyber criminals they uh they his his owner is also not smart and that's that's funny because usually when there's a man and a dog the man is the smart one but in wishbone the the boy the boy boy isn't very smart he learns a lot of lessons Mm mm-hmm Oh my god. And it's confusing that the dog teaches them but also can't talk in the real world, but can talk in the in the, in the book narration world. world. Yeah, and in the book yeah. world. Here's the thing that's awesome. On the list of Wishbone episodes, it on the, the 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 table has a column for when the episode what VHS/DVD it was released on and 99% of them just say YouTube. Bitch. Like pretending look, like they don't got, bother. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Pretending like they got a YouTube release when it's actually. So anyone who wants to fact check us can hate YouTube. 
Yeah, hit up and that YouTube. And it's probably wrong. Most of them look like they're published by 90s Project, who do add the disclaimer, we do not own this, meaning it's 100% mm. okay. And that's a perfectly legal defense. When, yeah. they, when you get arrested, you can just say, whoa, not the property of me. Yeah. I'm just borrowing it. Everyone knows that as long as you loudly declare that you mm -hmm. don't own the thing that you're stealing, you're 100% legally protected. That's how most yeah. gem like heists you, work. You're walking out of Walmart, and you've just got armfuls of, of footballs. And TVs. And they say, they say those aren't yours, and you say... I'm just borrowing Well, them. no. They legally have to let you go. No, that's actually the crime because you're doing a lie. You have to you have to declare I don't own this without anyone asking you first. If oh, anyone if anyone this says is the, so, This okay. is the updated law. It's called Jerry's law. Yeah, yeah. You have to go find the Walmart security guard and hold the hold the football and you say this is the property. That's what's weird. You don't even have to find a person. You just got to shout it into the ether. You just have to shout it before anybody confronts you about it. Oh, so it's like a speed, like you run down the aisle at Walmart and you grab it off the shelf and you go, this doesn't belong to me, this is a party of Major League Football. Yep, exactly. That's like how most gem heists are just a bunch of competing jewel thieves trying to have the fastest hands to see who yep. can get hands on it and shout it first. Okay, and then they legally have to let you go. They legally have to let you go. There's, their hands are tied because you don't And that's don't kind of the it. foundation of the show. Yeah, Wishbone does not own this. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wishbone doesn't own it. Wishbone doesn't own it. Wishbones... And the books don't own the boy either. No. Wishbone's owner family also has a surprisingly robust library featuring such books as Faust, Romeo and Juliet. Everybody's got Romeo and Juliet. The Odyssey, Cyrano de Bergerac, Ivanhoe. Like, you remember Ivanhoe? I don't. I don't either. I just recognize the name. They got Frankenstein, they got Jekyll and Hyde, the purloined letter. Like, he goes big, and then he also goes less big. He also goes small, and that's what I respect about him. Yeah. So, um, so the, the books, this book, this is what is kind of confusing to me, is that the, the show itself exchanges between the literature world of the actual story, mm -hmm. and then, like, the analog that's happening with Joe, the 12-year-old boy. Joe the boy. Um, like, which one is the real one, and which one's the dream? Was it, um... So, like, the smart dog is behaving as the main character. Uh-huh. And he, like, but he, like, knows in the real world. Like, he's smart, but he can't get anyone to believe him. So, like... Because nobody can hear him. Because nobody can hear him. But so how does he teach the boy when he can't actually communicate to him? I, I've only seen, like, the one episode. A lot of it is him just kind of, like rolling things into joe's view so that joe sees like, the thing oh, you stupid child get the hint yeah and it's mostly just waiting for joe to see the thing that wishbone's trying to get him to look at here's a story nathaniel Bobaleski, who is allergic to almost everything including dogs spends the night at joe's house wishbone thinks nathaniel might not be as frail as he thinks and tries to prove it so i think wishbone might do a murder in that episode i th i think that that is legally assault i'm pretty sure wishbone kills a kid so wishbone kills a kid and they censor that episode i think the episode title um, that is episode's wishbone only kills available a kid. on youtube yeah I will watch that episode later. But so, so yeah, there's some confusion around whether or not, like, maybe they're both real and both the dream. These two worlds. Mm. Maybe he's not, maybe neither of them is imagination, but it's like hopping, dimension hopping. Oh, maybe, 
He's hopping worlds. Okay. Or maybe he can just like yeah, literally yeah. go into some books like Gumby. You know, maybe Gumby? the books make him smarter. Oh, so that he can actually, so that humans can hear him speak. I don't know. Yeah, let's let's. Uh, I think we should probably go to the first segment. Yeah, let's hit our first segment called "Love It or Leave It." Love me or leave me or let me be lonely. And this is where we talk about what we keep and what we get rid of, what we like and don't like. Hit me with that. What do you love? Okay, I like dog. I like dog a lot. I like dog. I like. I like dog. I like dumb boy. I like. I like book. <laughs> I like book too. I don't I like book. I said I like dumb boy. I don't know that I like dumb boy. I like. Do, if you had to choose one to get rid of, would it be dumb or boy? Boy. Like, it would be boy. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think I kind of have this vision of Wishbone as like. As like a wandering minstrel who helps those in need. Oh, so he goes and visits and all he's... dumbs. Yeah, yeah, and he's not he's not tied to the dumb boy Joe who never learns the lesson. He's just he's just there when they need him. He's just that he's you know? like he's like um he's like Santa Claus or like Dumbo kind of yeah <laughs> or Clint Eastwood. Or Clint Eastwood, yeah. The, That's more accurate. The man with He no kind of, man. he has this wandering, we can probably update it too. I, I think, I think, so the original show being a PBS show is, is public domain material. I don't think that's what, I think we can, that, that's not what, I, that's not how, that, what? All the books that they use are in the public domain. Oh, 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 I thought companies. you meant because the show is PBS, the show is now public domain because everything on PBS no, 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 is... No, 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 All the books in the show are public domain, and I yeah, think one we can get Bible. licensed. Yeah. I think we can get licensed for our retake. Here. Oh. I want to I get some... I want to see, see Wishbone help some kid out with, like, with like the Harry Potter books. So does he, so he's still helping kids and he's still kind of just doing like, this reminds me of this story of when Harry got his wand up the ogre nose. And yeah, but he's actually, is he, does but then he, in the, in the, in the flashback, he's Harry. Does he take the boy with him into Harry? Oh, hell yes, dude. This is now an immersive experience that heavily uses cgi so wishbone is a magic dog who can take the dumbs into here's the trick here's what we're gonna here's i i think i got it should we get into our second segment already is there anything else we want to leave because we're just yeah this is this is a pretty basic setup we we can we can move on yeah this we've now fully entered our second segment called when and where which is where we establish setting and genre. Got to say it like a fancy right. boy. Genre. So oh, you had a little phlegm at the end there. Here's, here's what I want to do, Scott. Mm-hmm. Wishbone, from now on, mm-hmm. Wishbone only happens to choose books that we've already made movies for because we will be digitally inserting Wishbone and the dumb child that he's helping into, into these movies, saving tons of money. Into our reboots. Well, no, just into any movie that we can get the license for. How does like the Harry Potter movie. But how does that save or... us? Oh, I see, I see, I see. Because so, <laughs> we just get to use it. 
Like so Power say, Rangers, we just get to reuse that other footage. When you say movies that we've already done, you mean that movies that we as a species have already created. Society. Not not we as in this this private LLC, the reboot leggers. Exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. Any movie that we can get our hands on, we can digitally insert a dog and a dumb child and dog just and kick child. it off to the races. Dog and a dumb child. Okay, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's kind of like those TV episodes where they they show a flashback and reveal that like this guy was there the whole time and he's just like standing in the background talking at the characters who are ignoring him. Oh yeah, and they like like it doesn't quite line up 100%, but guess what? They just saved a million dollars. They just saved like a million dollars. We're going to basically shoot this for free. All we're going to need is a good half hour of a dog and a stupid child in front of some green screen. And that's a good half hour. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the magic dog Wishbone, how does he, he just wanders from town to town and looking for dumbs? Maybe he or does the, can hear the pleas of children. Or do they, does he, is he ever like intentionally coming to children or is he just like everywhere he goes, he... There's, there's someone who needs his help, but it's never like okay maybe we give him a grander mission okay so when a child when a child needs help from a storybook Uh they um they open a portal to the story world and maybe there's someone that wants to use those maliciously what if wishbone is so wishbone needs to help the child and then close the portal what if wish oh Oh, every time. So every time a child wishes something, some evil force appears to try and take that wish force. That that despair, I guess. Like, what do we uh, what do we call this? Maybe maybe we call it like what if wishbone is what if (laughs) after he helps? What if what if after he helps 99 children, he gets to go to heaven? Okay, the hundred deeds. The hundred like deeds. Mm-hmm. The first child he helps is named Eddie, and that's that's the reference, and then we're good. Is that a reference? Is hundred deeds a one, thing? The, the, the hundred deeds, Freddie McDowell. That was a that was a decom show. That was a Disney Channel. Deeds. That was a Disney Channel. That wasn't Disney. One hundred deeds for Eddie McDowell was in fact a Nickelodeon. A Nickelodeon show. Oh, featuring the Seth Green. It was a show? Dang. It was a show. So he had to yeah, do 100. It was a Nickelodeon de- show. What happened to Eddie He only McDowell? made 40 episodes. What happened to Oh, so he only got 40 of them done, huh? Yeah, they canceled that, apparently. <laughs> okay. A anyway. Bully must perform good deeds. Yeah, so Eddie McDowell is a bully. And oh, he, turn- he gets turned punishment. into a dog. Yeah, and as a dog, he has to do 100 good deeds before he can turn back into a human. Does his family not miss him? he becomes a family pet. I think he becomes the family pet of a kid he was bullying. I forget. What about his regular family? Like, they're not wondering where my missing son went? So maybe, maybe, did Wishbone catch the curse or does he have, does he have pure motives? Maybe Wishbone, I, I, how about this? Wishbone has pure motives. And he did, he took the curse in helping somebody else. Like, he did something that was for the good of mankind and, and suffered the wrath 
of God. He incurred God's ire in a self-sacrificial way. And so maybe he's kind of like the thief with a heart of gold type. You know, he's like... So he's got like a rich lore that's going to unfold. He's going to have a rich lore. We're going to learn the nature of his curse. Maybe... What do you what do you think about this? We, we go movie with it instead of mm-hmm. series. And the movie is his... So like maybe the... Maybe the movie covers his 99th and 100 deeds. Like the 99th one just gets done at the very okay. beginning. As they kind just, of in the intro. flashback, is just, like he does a good deed. And then he thinks to himself in a, in, in a voiceover, number 99. And the audience is like, what? Yeah. Number 99, what? Yeah, I think he saves someone. But at the... It looks like he kills a guy, but he's really like extinguishing like a story. Ghost. Oh, yeah. So then you think he's got like 99 hit list or something. Yeah. And then he's got like a like the pattern on his back of his fur is like a skull and he's got like a, a leather jacket. <laughs> he's totally got a leather jacket, but then how can you see the pattern on the back of his fur if he's wearing a jacket? It's it's on it's just sleeves <laughs> and a collar, but no no back. What you're describing is chaps for dogs. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 dog chaps, and that's gonna be a tie-in as well. A, a product tie-in for the film. What if, okay, what if in this world, the literary stories come into the real world and Wishbone can only oh, defeat yes. them with his knowledge of those stories by becoming the oh. main character? Yeah, so like it's um, just like Wild Example, whatever, right? We're like the villain in, Snape. Um, I, can't, I literally can't think of any books, Scott. Oh my God. Um, what about Harry Potter? In Harry Potter. You can only defeat the troll by jamming your wand up its nose. And so, like, like guns and, like, it's immune to everything else except for how it was defeated in the story. Mm-hmm. So then Wishbone has to jam a wand up that, up that, up that, up that schnoz. Up but he doesn't schnoz. have thumbs, and so he's got to get a child. He gets a dumb. Because only childs, only childs can see the story monsters. Because they yeah. have imagination. Maybe, okay, 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 okay. Ultimate, the, the main villain is maybe someone who hates child literacy. And he, sorry, once again, he, he wants children to not know how to read. Correct. He hates that children read. Okay, good. I was going to, yeah, okay. He hates that children read. And so he mm-hmm. picks a child, usually at random Maybe there's reasons behind it. Usually dumb. Usually a dumb child, but it's a dumb child who likes to read. And when a dumb child is having a particularly, like, profound sitcom-level dilemma, basically what he does is he takes that child's favorite book thing and brings it to life in order to scare the child from ever reading again. From, okay, he wants he wants to use the books to say this is what books do, and that's bad, and stop. Yeah, don't read this; that troll will kill yeah. you. Yeah, and then he goes, he goes, don't you want to just watch the the Netflix show instead? Yes, poignant. Because he's all he gives them all Netflix passwords. Poignant. Do you get it? Because it's like if it's in our like Netflix for us it's, in our world, it's poignant. Yeah, maybe we have a voiceover say like, oh, Netflix, just like in our world, and how people can't stop watching it, and, <laughs> uh, and like, books are gone. Like, we just have, like, a big voiceover in the beginning. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. So, 
what's this guy's name? Is he like, is he, his name is like Kevin, (laughs) Kevin Streaming. Kevin Streaming. Steve TV. Like Mike TV from Steve. Stevie. Steve Nova. Stevie. Stevie TV. Stevie. 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 And so Wishbone is kind of like a wandering. Like a Ronin. A Ronin samurai. I am like the Ronin. And he's got. Maybe, okay, he doesn't have, like, thumbs, so he doesn't have, like, gear with him, I guess. He doesn't he have thumbs, but we've seen in other episodes of Wishbone, he can, like, shoot a bow and arrow and stuff. Yeah. He can somehow got... do the things. Oh, dude, he's got the most powerful weapon of all, a library card. Oh, damn. Having fun isn't hard when you've got a library card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's always, he's always hot to trot on the local library. Okay, so and now, like when he, so now, every local library has like a like James Bond queue that he goes and visits. Are you saying are you are you Frank Walter Sarah? That's my name. Telling me that all books are magical tomes from which the subject matter may be summoned. I don't know if the books are magical, but Wishbone is. Wishbone is magical. Who can summon? Mm-hmm. <gasps> well, if Wishbone can summon. And the other guy can summon. How do they have the same power? Oh, okay. Is the other one also a dog? Is, is he also a dog? Is Stevie also an evil dog? Was the very first thing he did read a copy of The Wolfman? The Wolfman is a movie, but you know what I mean? Like a werewolf book? He read a copy so that he could, so that he could bring it. He could, be, he, he could change the human shape and use thumbs. Oh, because reading, so they're able to turn themselves into the main character. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So he 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 read like a Wolfman novelization of the Michael J. Fox movie, Teen Wolf. Yeah, he read like a novelization of the of the Michael J. Fox movie, and then he was like, "I can now turn back into a man." There's a book called The Wolfman. You can you can rest oh, easy, is? my dude. Ooh. Okay. So he reads The Wolfman, and he goes. That but backwards, and then it he is from two thousand eight. And hold up, it's about a uh, a guy who is dishonorably discharged after Vietnam. God, here's an important question, Scott. That I think yeah. we need to hash out way, way early in the beginning. Yeah, does fan fiction count? I was did did I ask that yet? I don't think so. But I literally I, 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 had I, the been... phrase in my brain before I found this Wolfman book. Yes, we need to establish that. Does fan fiction count? Because if fan fiction counts, then Wishbone and Stevie could just write their own and then yeah, create it. I think it can't. I think it needs to Maybe... go through. Here we go. Oh, go ahead. Tell me what you think. Well, do you? Because I, you, you, you sounded like you had a better idea than me. I have an idea that they can only. Fan fiction counts. Any written thing counts, but it only, like, there, it, there has to be a certain number of people who have read it before it becomes a powerful enough thing that he can create. Okay. Like, every person that reads it, like, gives it, like, spirit power. Yeah. Also, the book The Wolfman is about a guy who just kills people on the full moon. He is not a wolfman. Ah, well. <clears throat> so then he reads, the Stevie reads... The novelization of the of the of the movie Teen Wolf. Mm-hmm. 
and then that's that. And I think that's that's fun. We had Michael J. Fox in the movie, and he he, he says something like, "Oh no, there is a Stephen King book called Cycle of the Werewolf, which is a short horror novel." You know, really, any one of them will work. There's so many books I, I about I don't werewolves. Think, I don't think Stevie respects literature as much. How about the I mean? Wolfen? I think he'll just he just Google's werewolf and then does the first one. Yeah, that's fine. He probably Google's werewolf book. We don't have to show him do that. Werewolf book. So then. Why does he need the children? He, he, he needs the children's imagination power. There's a, he's helping these children still, right? Wishbone? Is it just because they're being threatened? Or like, do they have the power to stop their own literature monster? Is he no longer trying to get into heaven? Is he? I guess he's still trying to get into heaven. There's no reason he wouldn't want to get into heaven. Because, I, I mean, I hear it's pretty rad. What if Wishbone and Stevie used to work together? Oh, they used to be best friends. They used to be best friends, and now they are mortal enemies. And but why? Once one of them reaches a hundred points, 1, yeah, level one thousand, then the other one loses. The other one seems like it's got to be better than that. How about the the there's a they have a bet. Mm-hmm. They made a bet with an with an angel, and the first one of them to. S- <gasps> The first, yeah, yeah. What if um, they were both gonna do like a heist of some like some sort of crime against God, mm-hmm. and Stevie basically betrayed Wishbone, so that Wishbone took the fall, was cursed by God, and Stevie gets ultimate power because he pulled off the heist by betraying Wishbone. So now he can steal from movies and TV and everything and not just books. Oh, that's good. And Wishbone can only do books. Wishbone can only do books. So he's like, I have the power of the whole internet at my disposal. YouTube video about about flamethrowers. And then he puts fire out of his hands. Yeah. And so they used to both be criminals. Like the Iliad, Poseidon's giant tidal wave and blocks it. Well, and then it's funny because. They have to yell their moves. Yeah, of course. Is this an anime? undecided i think i think we accidentally made it an anime but i'm I think you accidentally going. made it an anime i'm not sold i don't know yet. you're the one talking about stealing power from god and that's pretty anime <laughs> what here let me so they i think they both used to be criminals right mm-hmm. and now crime animals i love that oh damn and now um so wish we can have wishbone like this makes his character much cooler because on the surface, he's just motivated by revenge. Like, he's just doing yeah, it like to Han get... Solo. Exactly. But it turns out he's actually, like, kind of a good dude. With his, like Han Solo. With his, yeah, and they both wear chaps. They definitely do, yeah. Um, okay. What else do we need to flesh out for this world? Um, it's modern times, right? Yeah. For sure. For sure, there, modern. There time. needs to be like, there needs to be like YouTube. There needs to be YouTube and a rich vein of literary history to pull from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that when you buy a movie ticket, you get like a brief, you get like a little pamphlet, and by a little pamphlet, I mean like a pocket-sized one hundred-page reference of all the literary <laughs> references we're gonna make in this movie, and just brief summaries. Yeah, so everybody knows this is why this guy does this. This is who this guy is. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like, like <clears throat> Ivanhoe was this dude. 
Yeah, exactly. And, like, Odysseus is from this. And the Iliad. And, like, Harry Potter is a book series by J.K. Rowling. And the Aeneid. Mm-hmm. Like, like a, sh- a short work cited, I think, is necessary. All right, let's get into our uh, next segment called Who Can It Be? Who can it be now? And this is our casting and characters. We've got Wishbone and Stevie. Who, yeah, they're kind of the primary. They're just going to be dogs. They are have they, dog and human forms. They both have human forms. Well, oh, that's a good point. The, Stevie has a human form that we need to cast, and then the two dog forms are their base. Yeah. Now, uh, Wishbone, not, I guess, needs a voiceover voice as well. Right, as does... Um, yeah, and as I don't, does Stevie. Well, Stevie could just be his human form actor. Could just be the human Now, voice. I also... I don't know anything about casting dogs. Me neither. I, I just don't. Do we want to keep Wishbone as a Jack Russell Terrier? Are they both the same kind? I think you gotta keep Wishbone as a Jack Russell. I think Russell. you... It's, it's too classic. Is Stevie also a Jack Russell, or is he like... A chihuahua or like like a a Doberman. See, that's the problem is like, like, I don't want to typecast any specific breed of dog as one that I think is evil because all dogs are like good boys. They're all good boys. Maybe he's like, maybe he's like a little basset hound who's got. Maybe find out that Stevie is a cat. Nah, man. Maybe. Is that too much? No, that's. But then, why were Stevie and Wishbone best friends? Cats and dogs are they friends? best friends? That makes no sense. That makes no sense at all. Maybe. How about? Hmm. Okay, Stevie is also a Jack Russell Terrier because they're brothers. They're brothers. Too much. Uh maybe he's. They both went to the same dog college. <laughs> Maybe he is a cat. Maybe I do like that. Maybe he's a cat. Or maybe he's a, like, ferret. Wolf? Oh, a wolf. That'd be fun. Stevie has... He's... Yeah. Maybe, like, like, there's a reason. Like, he's a predator. Maybe he used to be a Jack Russell Terrier, and now he's a wolf somehow. Yeah, like, he became... He he chose the wild path. He 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 took the power from God. Yeah, he stole God's power. Cause, but this isn't an at yo. No, this is an anime now. Is that a thing that happens a lot in anime? Stealing the power of most God? animes involve acquiring the power of God. Yeah, really. I'm not. I'm also. Yeah, like I'm not joking. That's like a recurring thing. Whoa. Okay. Replacing God, consuming God's power, and becoming a new God. These are kind of general themes. I see. Okay, so then he gonna. He gonna what? Who else we gotta cast? Well, all of them. We we oh we, so the the vo the vo for well and all we did was choose a dog breed. We need a vo. We need all a, we did was choose a. dog We need breed. evil Stevie man actor, or mm-hmm. woman man probably a man. And then yes. we gotta cast the dumbs that appear in this movie. Yeah, probably only two or three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, who are we looking at for wishbone voice? Man, that's tough. Who's down to clown? Who's down? Who has previously voiced animals in the past? Matt Damon is a good one. Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. What voice did Matt Damon do? He was um he was in Spirit Sign of the Cimarron. The horse movie. The horse movie. Was yeah. he the horse? 
genuinely don't remember. He might have been one of the humans in that movie. But he was in it. His name was attached. Okay. Um, what about, like... Oh, Matthew Broderick? He could be... Oh, he could be a good Wishbone voice. He could be a good I Wishbone. I like that. Because we need, we need someone that has that... That brings that youthful quality, but is allowed to work the hours an adult works. Yeah. Uh, what if his voice was deep like John Goodman? Okay. No? What if it just was John Goodman? That, I, you know, that, that just, Roseanne reboot's canceled, so... He's looking for work. I do think... He's shopping around. I do think that um, I like Matthew Broderick a lot, though. I just also like the idea of this very small dog having a very big man's voice. Having a very deep, because like he thunderous power. Okay, Ma- okay. Here's it's Matthew. We'll, we'll we'll have Matthew Broderick from most of the movie. But then when Wishbone ascends to power level one thousand, enters the Avatar John state. Goodman. Maybe it's mm-hmm. like the, the, It's both of them layered over each other in kind of that cool way oh. where you get multiple voices. Hell yes, and John Goodman is the is the supplement. That John Goodman is the supplement. That's actually his nickname. That's what they call him. The su- yeah, John he, the, the supplement. supplement. John the supplement Goodman. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The supplement's a very good nickname. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. <laughs> okay. Um, we need Stevie. We need Stevie. Idris Elba, Matthew McConaughey, John. Oh, Hamm. Matthew McConaughey could bring that kind of. Uh... Uh, like slick deal man kind of greasy charm. Oh, he's a greasy boy when he wants to be. He's... Yeah. Yeah, I'm into this. He brings that. He brings that like southern biscuits and gravy kind of. Those southern biscuits. Snake charmer. God quality. damn! I'm gonna go eat a biscuit after this. We got some outside. I'm gonna eat them. Um. You just keep you keep them outside. Well, outside of this room. <laughs> Is what I've in the away place. Is what I meant to say. Um. Yeah, let's go with old McConaughey, mm-hmm. and then who are the dumbs? Who are the dumbs? We got Bobby, Susie, and Kevin, but everyone calls him Kevbo. Bobby, Susie, and Kevbo, played by uh Jonas. Can we do like yes? Uh hmm. Let's do like a kid and then like two different other kids. <laughs> what if we just cast what if the uh what if they're all Michael Sarah in different wigs? In like a wig? Okay. Here's the thing. I was thinking something along those lines of having having someone capable of bringing the emotional range that we need because everyone knows child actors are are just not that not that good to work. Yeah. What if we got Tom ha- How about... Okay. I want the, like... Have you seen any recent adult pictures of um, Macaulay Culkin? Yeah, it's harrowing. Yeah, and I, I, and I, I, want, him to bring, I want him to bring that charm to Tommy. The you, first boy. You know what harrowing means, right? Yes. And also... The, you said Tommy the, is somebody that... So now his uh, name used Stevie to be... has been... Now Tom, on for Tommy's years. name used to be um used to be Bobby. <laughs> yes. I don't follow. So we got Macaulay Culkin. Michael Sarah in a wig, I think, works. For Susie. He's I, got that slender frame. Okay. I mean I if you don't like it, 
And I'm open. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then let's let's just let's just go ahead and let's just go ahead and get and and get uh, and just get Dennis Quaid for Kevbo. Okay. All right. An interesting group of dumbs, but I'll I'll let's roll mm-hmm. with it. And De- Dennis Quaid will be uh, like walking on his knees the whole time, and we just want to address it. Could we get like Helen Mirren for Kevbo? I'm just thinking maybe we get at least one woman in this in this feature in this picture. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It'll definitely be playing against type. Yeah, it'll be the... I think she has the strength for it. Yeah, it'll be the greatest acting challenge of her career. And if she pulls it off, mm-hmm. that's at least three Oscars. If she doesn't... Uh, yeah. So, to, to, be, to be clear, this is animated anyway, right? The whole thing? I mean, I, I, I was assuming. Is this not? Well, why would Dennis Quaid be walking around on his knees the whole time if it was animated? It's like method acting. Like, we put Michael Sarah <laughs> in the wigs so that he feels like a woman. If it's animated, then what, you're just going to insert animated people into the movies that we insert them into? So you've got CG yeah, people like that, standing like next to... like that supernatural Scooby-Doo thing. So you're going to also animate... So you're going to have... So you're going to have an animated Michael Sarah in a wig next to real-life 11-year-old Daniel Radcliffe. Yes. That was my plan. <laughs> okay. I mean, if that doesn't jive, no, we can, no, no. We can Let's talk. do that. That's fine. Let's do yeah. that. Because <laughs> then we don't even need to buy the green screen. We don't need to buy the green screen. I was that's where up all the money goes. <laughs> that's where all the money goes. Yeah. Let's get into our final segment called "What's Going On." What's going on? And this is where we talk about the plot of this very good movie. All right. So, opening shot. Um, Dog in a hat. There's a giant ogre rampaging through a city. Mm-hmm. Tommy, Macaulay Culkin, uh, but like 12 years old, is running away from the ogre, and he doesn't have any wands in his So hand. to be clear, we're going to do one of those things where it's all CG, but the CG looks exactly like the real actors, right? Yes. So it's going to look like 12-year-old Macaulay Culkin. Yes. Perfect. Okay, continue. And in fact, maybe we just kind of pay someone to like trace the Home Alone movie. Rotoscope it. Now, you don't... I'm concerned that you don't understand how a lot of animation. Well, no, they they get the movie and they just trace him, and then we put the tracing in. What do they trace him with, buddy? Like markers. <laughs> so we got he's running away, and he says something stupid like "Buzz, your girlfriend," and then everyone laughs probably because <laughs> it's an ogre. Because 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 it's an ogre, um, and that'd be really funny. So then. Um, he runs past a Jack Russell Terrier who's, like, gnawing on, like, a bone. And the Jack Russell Terrier uh, says, woof, to finish the line. He says, woof, to finish the line! <laughs> yes! So then he looks up from his bone and he goes, I'm just kidding, I'm not a dog. And, I mean, I am. A, he goes, I'm just kidding, I don't care about the bone. He, In Matthew Broderick's voice, I'm just kidding, I'm Matthew, not a dog. Because yeah, that would work really well, right? Hey, everybody, I'm just kidding, I'm not a normal dog. Does Matthew Broderick he, um, narrate the whole thing like Wishbone the show? Oh, yeah, big time. So he'll be like, And, and it's definitely man. like omniscient third person, right? So as soon as the boy runs past the dog, it'll be kind of like, boy, I bet you're wondering how I got in this situation. Oh, no, that's not yeah, me. Yeah. This is me. And then... This is the wolf, dog. And then wolf. No, the bone is me. I'm just kidding. I'm a dog. <laughs> I don't care about the bone. No, no, I'm the bone. The bone is okay, though. <laughs> no, but I will be keeping this bone. <laughs> yeah, the ogre's from Harry Potter, though. I gotta go fight him now. Yeah, but this bone is mine, so... I will be the bonus mine. Don't do not. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> so he he yells to the boy. He yells to the boy. Um, 
do you have you read the Harry Potter books, boy? And then Macaulay Culkin says, I'm Tommy, and I read the first book, but then um, I just saw the movies instead. Well, if you read and the, the first book, you know that this one is, this here monster is that is from the first book. Mm-hmm. How did he beat it? How did he beat it, Tommy? He knows the answer, but he wants to make the kids answer. I don't... I want to see Wishbone just leap into action and, like, suddenly he's got a robe and wizard's hat on and he just shoves okay, a wand yeah. up the ogre's nose. So he leaps into the troll and, like, and like the, the, the troll, like, troll. ripples and now he's in the Harry Potter movie. That's a good point. He is a troll. It is not an ogre and we need to be clear that it was a troll. Mm-hmm. It was a troll. Yeah. So then now they're in the Harry Potter movie and it's the scene where that happens and we kind of just, like, blur out all the other children besides Harry, because that's who Wishbone is. Yeah, except Ron's the one who shoves the wand up the nose. Oh, yeah, no, no, and, no. like, we just put... We just put his face over, like, over the no, other way. No, it is Harry. It is Harry. Now, they don't... They beat the ogre by wand... Use, wand by Ron using his magic to hit the ogre with his own... The troll with his own ho- whacker. His club. Okay, so then, he, so then Wishbone does that. We basically just roll... Roll footage of that. Yeah, but we put um, we put the dog's head on Ron Weasley's body. Yes. So then we cut back to the real world, and like the image of the troll, ha- like has been like standing still, and while Wishbone's in like the story world, and then we cut, and then Tommy is like watching the troll, and then there's like a big explosion, and then the troll like flies to pieces, and Wishbone is just standing in the street. And he's got troll he bogeys yup. on his wand. He goes, "Yup, that's me." I'm the dog. And then, oh, shoot. He can't talk to Tommy, can he? No, he can't talk to Tommy. But then he does take out his notebook and um, crosses off number 98. Mm-hmm. Everyone's and like, he Whoa. does it with his mouth, I guess, because he doesn't have thumbs. Or he just, like, makes a paw print. Or, like... He's like, yes! Fuck yes! He makes a paw print okay. in, like, the goo that the troll left behind. You're just way into the paw print, okay. So he, because oh, he dips it in like the troll blood, and then he like makes a paw print, mm-hmm. and then it goes like schwa. It does go like schwa for sure. So then Tommy says like, "Wow, I don't know how you did that, but you're my dog now." Now he owns the dog. He legally owns the dog. He legally owns the dog. So then he goes and meets that. his friends Susie and Kevbo, mm-hmm. and we well, see and boy, uh, they're all dumb. We see Stevie wringing his hands in evil. He's all evil. And he goes, he goes, oh, no, wait, ha ha, and the last like a human. Maybe, and maybe we don't see who it is. We just see like that and maybe hear the sound. And then later, there's a newcomer in town and his name is Matthew McConaughey. His name is Matthew McConaughey. Maybe that's not his name. That's just the actor. And then um, Wishbone, like he's doing things in town, but like Wishbone doesn't meet him for a while. And then when when they're finally in a scene together, Wishbone starts growling at him. And Tommy's like, boy, <sighs> hey, boy. And Tommy's like, new dog that I haven't. Na- I named you dog boy. Dog boy, stop. <laughs> dog boy. My brother says, boy, I bet you're wondering how I got into this situation. That's my nemesis, Steve. And just spills the exposition. Yeah, there's the exposition. And everyone. And then. um. He's a bad dude. He's a bad dude. Okay, so what other what 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 mon- literary monstrosities is Matthew McConaughey summoning? Mm-hmm. Like the like a big like a m- big monster from uh mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. The Invisible Man. Oh, he's invisible and naked. 
And well, yeah, I mean, he has to be because otherwise he'd be wearing clothes. Yeah. Uh, and like a mummy. That is the opposite of naked for sure. And then, <laughs> and then there's like a mummy, probably too. I, that's just the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, though. You say the it? mummy and mummy too. <laughs> yeah. Because like, he summons like like the second Brendan Fraser movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't he think gets the, the, he gets the rock from the Scorpion King. I don't think the mummy was ever actually in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but we are going to be using yeah, probably we are going to be using Brendan Fraser's mummy footage for this for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He gets that big, that big, scary sand face, you know, that the mummy uses. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh. yeah, it's very scary. Uh, like Freddy Krueger's there, probably. Oh, Frederick is there for sure. Yeah. And his big claws. And maybe um Who else is there? The maze from the maze runner. Oh dip. That's that's super yeah. hot right now with the teens. Yeah, yeah. Just whatever the teens are into. And whatever whatever happens in like divergent. Yeah, one of the one of the Draculas from Twilight. Oh damn, dog. Damn. I know that's probably dated by now, but Nah man, everybody still loves Twilight. Okay. Yeah, so we just get one of the Draculas from there. So then he fights them, and then he gets to become God and go to heaven, or he just gets to yeah, he, he just gets to make Stevie stop having the power of heaven, and he goes back to being yeah, just old wishbone. Yeah, he takes God's power to create from the imaginations of children back, and he gives it back to God, and God says, "You're a good dog." Yeah, that's very. And then Matthew Broderick goes, "And I am a good dog." And I am a good dog. Look here, and I am a good dog. And then, and he goes, but now, now I gotta go get my bone. And he goes back to the very first scene of the street with the troll, and he goes, he gets his bone. Yeah. And he goes, thank God, no one touched this. Thank God, and no. And then one God touched. says, you're welcome. And God says, you're welcome. God's like, hell yeah, oh hell yeah, buddy, you are welcome. That's very good. Oh, if God's a cast God, I mean, it's gotta be Morgan Freeman. That's that's what it's happens. Gonna be Morgan Freeman. He is a toucher now, though. He's a person toucher. I don't think we can use him. What? Oh, yeah, did you not see that? We lost Morgan yeah. Freeman, too? Yeah, he fell on the dark side. CNN accused of inappropriate... He's accused by CNN. Oh, God. Is nothing... Yeah. So, we need a new one. God damn it. Let's just get... Let's just get... Let's just get archived audio of Fred Rogers, because I just need something good. Okay, yeah, we're already, we're already pulling a lot of footage from some archives. We can just dig him up, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well. Well, that bums me out. Sorry to... <laughs> that's gonna do it for us, everybody. Sorry you had to find out about Morgan Freeman this way. I know I am. Uh, God. If you like the show, you can tell your friends about it and give us a good rating and review on iTunes. That helps us out a whole lot. And we hope you enjoyed the first 99% of this episode until Frank dropped the, the yeah, Morgan sorry, bomb on us. Out. Frank, what's our password for next week? Uh, oh, wait. Hang on. Until next time, I'm Scott Owen. I'm Frank Sarah. And then, Frank, what's our password for next week? Our password for next week is um, it's just woof. I guess. Woof.